Welcome to Cellmates, the animated movie podcast where we compare, contrast, compartmentalize, Venn diagram, uh, two different animated movies. Uh, Often they are Disney. But not always. Often they are musicals. Not always. And often they're good. But not always. Hey, Kate, did I get it mainly right? You did, Dick Ward. Thank you, Kate Phillips, co-host of Cellmates podcast. Got a pleasure to be here today. Good. <laughs> uh, and hey, uh, friends who are listening, if you're listening on Monday or like Tuesday, I hope your weekend was a good one. And we hope you had a happy Father's Day. A, w- a what? A happy Father's Day. That's today, though. Today is Father's Day. Oh, but we're recording it. We're going to give it to them on a different day. It is, yeah. Okay. Unless, I guess if they listen to it like 365 days, six days? next year's a leap year if you're listening 366 days later it might be correct oh man y'all you may only listen to this podcast on father's days so stop listening now save it okay uh and for next father's day and just just salivate over hopefully technologies have changed and we haven't done away with podcasts we really should have just released this a day earlier well that would have been more convenient that would have been listen to it effort Mm. anyway that's fair well happy father's day if you're a dad and if you're not a dad happy day happy day just happy Happy day. day but you know what's something that we can all celebrate dick beer uh, beer and no. specifically beer that contributes to and celebrates the dad bod. I mean, it definitely contributes to it. Just like this beer named Dad Bod. Oh, D- cheers! Oh, cheers! Cheers to Dad Bods. Clink. Uh, We're too far away to reach, but clink. Yeah. Clink. Also, it would sound weird. Clink. Um, that's that's interesting. So it's Father's Day. We're drinking a Dad Bod beer. Mm-hmm. Are we watching two movies made by your dad? Uh, yes, the Bamboo Princess, uh-huh. where he was key camera uh, camera person. The musical that you made people the, do when you were eight, yes, the, uh, 10, ten, I believe I was ten. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and blast off with math and science. And blast off with math and science, the public, uh, the cable access show uh, dedicated to. Elementary school kids and this their is, parents teaching math and science kid, to a I've larger audience. To, I've listened to some niche niche uh. podcasts, uh. but uh, movies Kate Phillips's dad was sort of involved in and weren't actually movies. I mean, yeah, to be fair, Blast Off with Math and Science was a series. Okay. I would call The Bamboo Princess a movie. Absolutely. It is a short film, it's but a short film. It, is a, it is 15 minutes long. All right. But, yeah. It's pretty good. You, you know what, though? Can I just make a suggestion like we can talk about those two movies but for the podcast let's do two movies that that people would have a chance to see yeah because they're it's going to be tricky to access those two movies unless you have the um password to the home videos storage site of my family that which they have. we'll post in the show notes yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> so dick can you think of any movies about dads um Oh, yeah, I absolutely can. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like animated ones? Yeah, animated ones. Okay. That like you see 
the the title and the and the you know the and cover like, art and you're like dad in this, this is about dads oh yeah um father bear father bear um the good dinosaurs dad mm-hmm sure um uh father's day massacre which yeah. is a horror mm-hmm. movie that probably exists sure those are the ones i think of. sure um so surprise Wah! uh we're doing two movies that uh you might not think are about dads but, but surprise they are. they are surprise dads surprise dads surprise dads uh we are doing the movies meet the robinsons mm-hmm. uh a disney 2007 animated feature, I believe. Which I still get confused between this and Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, even though I haven't seen Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Yeah, I think that has to do with dads, too. It might. Um, and the Lego movie. Mm. Also, surprise dad. Surprise dad. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and we will we will share those surprises later, but spoiler alerts. We yeah. should have said that before surprise I dads. mean, we've already kind of spoiled some stuff. So, spoiler alerts. If you haven't seen these movies and don't want to be surprised by a dad, uh, turn off this podcast no, if you now. Do want to be surprised by a dad? Turn off the podcast. Sorry, yeah, turn off the podcast because you will not be surprised. You will not surprised. be surprised. It's a dad. Surprise. Okay. I hope everyone's surprised out there. Yeah. I hope people are literally jumping out of their shoes in fright as we surprise them with with all these dads. The dads. Uh, Dick, are there any other reasons that you would put these two movies together besides surprise dads? Yes. Which sounds like it could be a band. Ooh, yeah, I'd see them. They, they'd be like a like a late 90s ska band. Like, yeah. we're late to the party, but we're surprised ads. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Ooh. I can hear that. Ooh, I'm buying a trombone. Um, yeah, so uh, one is uh, a very intentional animation. One, I think, more obvious than the other. And very different styles of animation. Animation. I don't know. Like as you're seeing it, like the pacing and the style is very, can be very stylized, can yep. be very frenetic. And so it's visually different than what you have seen before. That's right. In different ways. Um, and another reason. I'd also say that both movies have a main message that has to do with creativity mm-hmm. and how it gets blocked and how to unleash it and yeah. and take its power. Yeah. yeah. So... Dick, when yes. uh, Meet the Robinsons comes out chronologically earlier, uh, what is your experience with this Disney movie? I saw Meet the Robinsons. I forgot it was... I Look, we just talked about it being a Disney movie, and I already forgot. Well, it doesn't feel like a traditional Disney movie. It, Pixar got reacquired by Disney in the middle of filmmaking. Okay. And actually, like, Lasseter and Ketmel got pulled back on, you know, like a... Uh, so help us help us with this. Do and they're some like, fix them up. Sure, we will. Neat. Yeah. Uh yeah, it it's 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 a really interesting feeling movie. Uh, but it um my first experience my, like I probably saw ads for it, but my first experience with it was watching it with you cuz you were like yo, you got to watch this. It's better than you think. It was a couple years ago. Yeah. Mhm. I that was also my experience. I think it was my brother. It's like, yo, you got to watch this. It's better than you think. Yeah. And it was. Yeah. And now I've seen it three times. And yeah, it's, well, maybe we can do this in the plot summary. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get to it. But um, honestly, like this, this movie 
surprisingly good. I enjoy it every time. Yeah. I get I get different things out of it every time. I think I've cried all three times during mm. it. Uh, yeah. You know what, Kate? Uh, I don't really remember what happens in this movie. Well, it's a good thing that I have uh, a cookie timer oh. readily available. And my memory of seeing this three times... So uh, I guess so, you could do like a plot summary for us. I could. Oh. What would you say? Like two minutes? Yeah. But th- why, why, why don't you? Why don't you throw two minutes on that cookie timer? I sure. I I have. All right. Well, it's done. Okay. All right. Well. Ready, set, go. Let's meet him. Uh, Lewis is a adorable, like I don't know, eight year old. He's in uh, an orphanage he was dropped there as a baby by his mother who he never met no one ever did uh, and he is an inventor he loves to invent things to the chagrin of his roommate goob and it uh he is really excited about inventing but he's not like maybe super good at it yet like he invents a peanut butter and jelly thing and a memory thing and they kind of break at the last minute and you, you don't know why anyway it keeps him from um getting adopted he's met a bunch of families and he's just super frustrated and so he gets this idea that he's going to perfect this memory machine he's going to go back see his mother drop him off find his mother mom's going to love him again and take him back well he invents it and then at the science fair this guy in a bowler hat shows up and then his bowler hat breaks the machine and the machine doesn't work a bowler hat guy got it and uh, he's, he gets warned by this guy named Wilbur, but he, like, disappears fast. Anyway, science uh, ex- exploration blows up, basically. Uh, and everyone gets mad. So then Wilbur comes to him in, with, an, with a time machine. What? Yeah, you have to go to the future, uh, Marty. And they go to the future, <laughs> and they meet Wilbur's, fa- like, really nuts family. There's, yeah. like, 20 people in this family. They all do crazy things. But they're all, like, inventors. And so he brings he brings Lewis under the pretense that he needs to fix the second time machine because this bowler hat guy has stolen the time machine and now he can wreak havoc on the world and steal people's inventions and whatnot. Uh, Lewis learns from this family that uh, the the act of failure is the most powerful thing that you can do for your creativity and success. And mm-hmm. so with their help, he keeps trying and he uh, fixes things, but then gets in more crazy adventures with the bowler hat guy he's almost gets adopted by this family but oops um he's his own dad oh no, no. he's wilbur's dad so oh man wow. i'm i'm really this is not gonna i'm just gonna take another two minutes uh-huh. um so <laughs> he's his own he's wilbur's dad and wilbur has gone back and gotten his dad from when the you past say he's wilbur's dad lewis the, the lewis kid. himself as a kid when he goes into the future He's there with his son. Yeah. And he also exists in the future as... He's meeting the family of which he is a patriarch. Yeah. The patriarch in the future. Yeah. yeah. So they learn that it was this the hat's idea the whole time. The mm-hmm. hat is the the Hal or that robot from Wally. Um, and it's behind this whole thing, wanting to create a whole uh, city of Doris's, kind of like Audrey too, And... So in a series of going back and forth between time, uh, Doris messes up the future, but then Lewis goes back and says, I'm never going to invent you, and then poof, gone, future's fine. Lewis goes back knowing that he has to keep moving forward and not just give up at his mistakes, Mm -hmm. and he becomes, I guess, himself, and all is great. Um, One thing that I noticed (laughs) 
You've time, got to, uh, time travel is is hard to yeah, summarize. It is because you have to be in the specific time zone when you talk about things. Um, anyway, one thing I noticed as you were talking about that is like the ultimate bad guy is the hat, right? Is is Doris this evil hat? That's correct. The bowler hat. When um, I'm sorry, not Lewis. Wait, who's the who's our main hero? Is it Lewis? Oh, bowler hat guy is Goob. Yeah, that's true. Anyway. Okay. Lewis, Lewis is the little blonde kid, yes. Lewis is the little blonde kid. Uh, Lewis uh, uses for his defense, when he goes into the future, two different hats. Uh, yeah, he That's doesn't a, know why. He doesn't know why, but that is... Uh, that is interesting. Hat theme. They, they, those are actually helping hats, as opposed to Doris, which is not a very helpful hat. Well, they... It's more a maniacal... They seem helpful. Overlord hat. But really, they're just... They're lying hats. They're lying hats because Wilbur does not want the family to see the signature hairstyle of the patriarch who goes by Cornelius now um, because otherwise his family will figure out that he has brought his dad from the past. And as soon as they see his hair later on, they in fact do. So it was a good, uh, it was a good, good foresight. That's right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So as complicated as this movie sounds... It is. <laughs> yes. And, and intentionally you, you so. you got to follow it, yeah. Like, it's not an accident that this movie is overwhelming. It is not. It was, you know, you talked about starting to see it and be like, oh, I don't know if this movie is good. And then by the end, it's kind of a reverse good dinosaur in that way. Yeah. That every time I watch it, the first 15 minutes, I think, oh, wait, is this just a really bad movie? And, and I, one time I thought it was good. <laughs> I said that to you as we were watching. I was like, Kate, this part is bad. And you were like, no. And I'm like, like, well, uh, but remember what comes next. And like, like, how much did you remember about the twists the second time? Uh, I remembered them like a few minutes before we got to them, mm. but like not all the way from the, I mean, I remembered Goob okay. as yeah. the bad guy. Um, but uh, aside from that, um, a lot of the stuff I was like remembering as we were going, it was kind of yeah. like. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, this is about to be this part. Yeah, and I think it is one of those movies that is intentionally frenetically paced. Yeah. In part, just because like that's the style and that's the character of the family. Yeah. But also, there are it throws a lot at you, so you don't put things together as quickly. Yeah, you, you don't. You have too much information to process. Yeah, you don't have time to see like, oh, the guy that we're not seeing, it's him. Like which? I mean, because you have these clues, like his wife, the matriarch of the family, she has a choir of frogs that the she has trained. If you will, <laughs> sure, I will. Uh, she has a choir of frogs that she has trained. And earlier at the science fair, you see this little girl whose science fair project is a frog choir that no. she is conducting. And when you go back at the end and revisit that scene, you're like, oh, duh. Yeah. But at the time, you've been, you've just been b- bombarded with this, like. Weird information, like yeah. girl with frog choir, guy who draws a face on the back of his head, dude who shoots out of himself out of a cannon and races trains, right? A uh, kid in a toga who is Mount Vesuvius is a science project, superhero pizza delivery man. Yeah, there's just a lot going on. There's so much happening in this, and movie. so I do think a lot of it is intentional red herringness. Yeah. Um, and so knowing, I think third time it's even easier to be like, yeah. All right, I'm making these connections. I'm yeah. seeing what they're throwing in over this important thing. Um, so it, it 
it ends up reading clever, but you have to go back. And the nice in order to see the clever. The nice thing is, I never like. There are some times when movies like these where it's like, oh, I know he's gonna turn out to be his own dad. Why mm-hmm. doesn't he get it yet? Why has he not figured it out? And I never felt that because I'm behind too. Because there's so much, just like Lewis, and the, there's mm-hmm. so much information being thrown at me, and, and that that keeps me liking. The main character, which in other movies I might be like, oh, I hate this character. Why doesn't he figure this out? Well, and you don't because they do intentionally not, you know, they're looking through all these family pictures as Mm -hmm. a recap of the family. And then they just show a silhouette for the dad. Mm -hmm. And he's like, wait, what does your dad look like? And the kid just goes, uh, Tom Selleck. And then the picture gets replaced by like a rendering of Tom Selleck. A photo of Tom Selleck, basically. Which is funny. And if that was the only weird thing, you'd be like, oh, well, this dad is someone, at least someone we know. But there's been like a thousand weird things. Again, yeah. Two two guys in the hedges trying to get people to ring the opposite their doorbells. doorbells. Yeah. Squid Monster Butler. Yeah. Tyrannosaurus Rex yep. wearing a hat. Yep. So many things. So like, a uh, great Tom Selleck. Which, by, uh, the, which by the way, uh, I don't know if you uh, saw me playing Mario Odyssey at all, the newer Mario game for the Switch, but... Mario uses his hat to take over things. And at one point, you do oh. uh, throw your hat onto a Tyrannosaurus Rex and run around as it. So, Are its hands too small for its objective? It's Maybe you didn't think this one through? It's unclear. Um, yeah, that's a funny line, by the way. It, yeah. It's a nice... Keeps coming back to Goob being kind of an idiot. Yeah. Uh, I love um, Goob. Yeah, you do. I, I think Goob is fine. Uh, Goob is set up in the beginning as a character different than we get through the rest of it. Well, because we come in like yeah. in the middle of a scene where Goob is like, I don't remember what he says, but he's like, yeah, so that's why I had to get the other one because the tie was too, or so, he's just like, he's just this like deadpan, super just boring rambling on like kid. a kid. Yeah. Um, and I just want it to be that the whole time. Yeah. But it, it kind of, yeah, it, it, it doesn't. Uh, uh, deliver on the promise of the first line. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't quite. But Although most scenes with Kid Goob are are that. Yeah, and Goob is Goob is fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, All right. Uh, then we talked about uh, 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 we watched another movie for this. We did. We usually watch a multiple movie, movies. Yeah, a movie about for this uh, podcast. Uh, surprise dad. Surprise dad. Uh, and some surprise Batmans. Creativity and failure. Uh, yeah, so the the Lego movie. When is the first time that you saw the Lego movie? I saw this movie on a plane. <laughs> on an ah. international flight. Because I thought, well, this is not really something I'm going to see in theaters. Might as well watch it now. Wow. And I wept. I wept hard yeah. on a plane yeah. to the Lego movie. Good. Uh I I love this movie. Every time I see it, yep. and every time I see it, I notice new things. I catch new layers, new jokes. I just the more I learn about this movie, the higher it climbs on my like all time favorite nice. films. Nice. I uh, am cooler than you, and I saw this in theaters. That would have been fun. Um, probably opening day, but maybe not. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, when was this released? Like 2014? So, I, you know, I think I was still in Michigan at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have a friend who we just go see movies all the time. Um, and he picks some good ones. Uh, Lego movie. 
was kind of like a oh yeah it's uh i know there's a will ferrell in it i know there's a will arnett you put two wills in a movie i'm gonna see it the, the, will forte is actually briefly in this movie as oh, well man three wills yeah wow yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah it, it's it's just something like okay i like all the people in this and um i i played a lot of the early um lego video games that came out mm-hmm. not early like um like the first ones but there there's a series now of like lego uh, batman lego star wars lego harry potter uh games like that and i played lego star wars a lot and lego batman a lot and um lego indiana jones even though it wasn't as good um and just loved them and loved the sense of humor in those and so uh, i was already kind of sold on the lego brand here yeah yeah and that's it's interesting because that's one reason that I didn't see it earlier mm. is that I'm like, well, this is just capitalizing on all of the IPs they own. Like, I think a yeah. lot of the previews were like, we've got Batman, we've got Obi-Wan or whoever shows yeah. up. Like, we've got Spider, I don't know, not all the Dumbledore. Are yeah, Dumbledore, we've got Gandalf. Like, okay, that's just what this movie is. Like, yeah. I think Emoji Movie had not come out, but it's like, it's kind of that thing where it's just more splash a, a thing at you as opposed to be a story. Yeah, it it's it could easily have just been like pandering and like so look, Gandalf's here. <laughs> Excuse me, Batman. Gandalf's here and he has a cold. Uh, <laughs> Batman's here and da, da 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 da. But instead, like they one do interesting things with those characters and two, um, I think he t- use the movie to tell a good story mm-hmm. and, and execute on some really interesting concepts. Mm-hmm. Um, so Dick, would you like to explain slightly more in depth what you mean in two minutes or more? Yes, I would. And I have the cast list open so that I don't say the guy and the girl the whole time, because I the know Chris that Pratt their names the are Banks. Emmett and Lucy. Or wild style. Or wild style. Mm. All, All right. right. You ready? No. Yes. Three, two, craggle. Okay. So we open uh, on Emmett, uh, who's our hero. He's just kind of an everyman. He's getting ready for his day. He's a construction worker. Uh, we hear everything is awesome for the first time, not for the last time, in this movie. Um, he goes hangs out with his buddies and uh, on his when he's at his construction yard he sees a mysterious shape that's in a zone where that shape shouldn't be and he realizes it's a person and so he goes to confront that person and it turns out it's a lady and he's like yo lady um and he falls and he's an idiot and he uh accidentally touches the piece of resistance which is a, a legendary MacGuffin that they have to get in order to stop the bad guy now um so it, it's kind of a matrixy uh our wild style uh trinity believes that he is neo and he's the one it, yes uh he's like the special and the special Got is it. 
the guy that can defeat Lord Business. Uh, not to be confused with the good guy, President Business. <laughs> totally different people. Uh, along the way, they meet uh, Vesuvius mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Um, and Gandalf and a kitty cat and a spaceman and a Batman and a bunch of stuff. And they have to go put the cap, uh, uh, the the piece of resistance on the craggle, which is the top of a crazy glue. Yes. Uh, all of a sudden, boom, we're just in a basement and there's a kid and Will Ferrell is there and he's mad at his kid for messing with his Legos. And then you cry and then it's awesome. Cookie, cookies are done. I know. I've got more to say. Oh, don't, don't. You can't give me that look. No. You went way over. Well, I'm just saying. So, if if you can't get the thing done in two minutes, maybe two minutes isn't the right timer. So, instead of rolling your eyes at someone who can't finish in two minutes but does the whole plot, maybe it should be longer than two minutes. I disagree. Like three minutes. I disagree. I think it should stay a challenge. So... Um, the, the sort of, the sort of ending is Will Ferrell, like we find out that Will Ferrell, who was playing the bad guy the whole time is the dad of the kid who is, and this is in live action, in live like, action, it's actually Will yeah, Ferrell, it's just filmed. Um, and there's like a, like our adventure that we're on is extra frenetic and weird because it's just like a 12 year old kid playing with Legos. Yeah. Uh, and Lord business is his dad who's yeah. kind of a jerk. And is using the craggle, which is crazy glue, mm-hmm. to like seal his Legos, because he's built these very big, elaborate Lego structures. Yeah, it's really and impressive. one of the conceits is that everything needs to be in its proper, proper place. place, like the set that it came with, right? Like yeah. Middle Zealand has to only be Middle Zealand characters and mm-hmm. be built according to the rules. That's one thing the Emmett, yeah. like the character he goes on, he starts as someone who just very much follows the rules. Mm-hmm. He does what he's told. Um, and, and yeah, these like master builders like Lucy are interested in mixing up pieces. Why can't we have a spaceship in a Western land or whatever? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's really interesting. And then, uh, Will Ferrell, uh, kind of sees that he's being a jerk and his kid can make these awesome things that are not just from the instructions because mm-hmm. he makes this cool like pirate robot and mm-hmm. spaceship and stuff like that and then he's like okay you know what we're not gonna put the crazy glue on you can play with my legos but also so can your sister and then we get the <laughs> invasion of duplo blocks which was so so very fun it's very it uh reminds me like almost note for note the ending of the first toy story where it's like everything is great, and then downstairs at Christmas you hear a poppy, uh, and it's like, oh, yep. equilibrium is destroyed again. It's, it's just true. a cute gag. I like yeah. it a lot. Um, and, and and one thing I I really want to get out there about this movie, um, and it's not really true in Meet the Robinsons because I don't really know who's in that so much. There's less voices, but this known. is like voices. how you cast celebrities mm-hmm. in a movie right mm-hmm. chris pratt is your lead he's doing his chris pratt thing and i think at this point in time he's a little bit less of a um 
not of a name, but like he's less of a brand. Yeah, he's not. This he's, is pre Guardians of the Galaxy. I, I believe think. so. Yeah. I think this is just Parks and Rec. He has not blown up like yeah. crazy yet. Yeah. Um. You got Will Ferrell, uh, who is an awesome bad guy. He's so good. Uh, Elizabeth Banks. Mm-hmm. Uh, very funny. Yeah. Uh, Will Arnett as Batman, which is one of the best things that's ever happened. I mean, it's this movie being very good, but also that voice casting alone is why we did see Lego Batman in the theater. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, yes, I'm sold. And like, I'm just going to I'm going to read through Uh, Nick Offerman, Allison Brie, Charlie Day, Liam Neeson, Morgan Freeman, uh, Channing Tatum. I didn't really notice. uh, He was Superman. Yeah. Jonah Hill. I didn't like super notice. Kobe Smulders, I didn't super notice. Uh, those were Superman, Green Lantern, and Wonder Woman. Yeah. They're in the movie for like a minute. Yeah. So. Um, but like the rest of the cast, like those are some big names. Mm-hmm. And they are cast, unlike Angelina Jolie as a sexy fish or mm-hmm. Renee Zellweger as a sexy fish yeah. or, or whatever. Because all these people, I feel like, I mean, y- you will say this too because you have experience, but like, improvisers are the best at literally everything yeah. like <laughs> voice acting regular acting musical yeah. theater acting like improvisers are the best and i feel like that's what a lot of these people are they're yeah. they're improvised like improv comedians they're 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 improvisers and they're they're comic actors mm-hmm. like they've got they've got those chops yeah like, liam neeson's surprisingly funny he's because he plays a dual character yeah he i think plays, he plays does he play his parents too? He pr- that's that wouldn't surprise me. He so plays, he plays uh, yeah he he plays uh, good cop bad cop yeah. and pa cop. He does not play ma not cop ma, apparently. Okay. And good cop bad cop is a fun trick where it the head spins around and yeah. it's a different face painted. Uh, it's very neat. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's a great voice cast. Yeah. Um, the other, I think Mitha Robinson's is very well cast as well. There's a lot of voices where you're like, is that some... And then you look it up, you're like, oh, no, not really. Yeah, I could have sworn David Duchovny was in at least two of the roles, and he, I is, went, he is not. I went through the first um, view of the movie thinking the bowler hat guy was Quentin Tarantino. I'm like, <laughs> this is hilarious. Like, wow. he's doing a great oh, job. Oh, yeah, I buy that, though. So it is It is the director of this film, but it's mm-hmm. not Quentin Tarantino. It's Steve yeah. Anderson. You've um, got he's Tom, fantastic. Yeah, you've got Tom Selleck. As like a, a nice... Uh, I'm this, sure that the joke was written before they got Tom Selleck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he plays the dad. Harlan Williams? Yeah. Is a... Uh, As the robot a, guy? Is a name? Yeah. Kind of? Adam West. Uh, Angela Bassett. Laurie Metcalf. Who thinks he's a superhero. Yeah. And that's kind of, yeah. Like Don Hall, director of Big Hero 6. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's interesting because, like, I, I will say that to me, I think it shows mm-hmm. uh, that, like, not only are some of these people not known, but they're also not really voice actors. I okay. Uh, uh, Say more. To me, a little bit. The performances feel like they don't, and and it might not be, it might not be the 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 actors as much as like maybe the the music or or the direction or something. But there are parts of this where I'm like, I don't think this person knows what they're doing Mm. in this scene. Okay. Um, and one one specifically, and I'm gonna be honest, I don't know if she has lines. Is when the um, lady who runs the adoption agency, yeah, um, she goes outside to find our our lead in the baby basket, uh-huh. 
she's looking around frenetically, but the music's doing a very calm, sad thing. And there's like, there's just some weirdness there. And I feel like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, so they, when Pixar got acquired and Mm -hmm. Lester and the other guy came on, they did, like the the broad strokes and the big bones were kept, but um, they said they kept like in original form, like 30% of the animation yeah. um, and either expanded upon or redid scenes for the other 70%. So that I imagine maybe something got lost in there. Yeah. It also could be that like, that is what she's experiencing in the moment. They're like, there, there's a baby. I'm going to look around for sure. who left this baby, but you want the audience to feel like, you know what, but it's okay. Like you don't have to be in her head. Yeah. And there's, there's, you know, it's, it's, it's not a big slam against the movie. Um, but that was like one of the things I noticed was kind of like, oh, this is like there's some there's some weirdness or like yeah. you hear the the gym coach and it's like, oh, he's trying to do Brock Samson, but it's not him. So it just sounds a little bit third rate. OK. You know, um, yeah, that's all. Yeah. I mean, again, I think I think that is, again, like another red herring thing where this is like a funny character yeah. and you're kind of meant to. To wonder about the character, but then it's not important. But you've missed something that actually would help you later. Ooh. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it's just misdirection. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Mi- like, poor direction, not misdirection. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't... Uh, there's a lot of intentionality in this movie. I think... Uh, I don't know. It just... Something about the voices feels off in a lot... Mm-hmm. In, uh, in a lot of spaces to me. So... You just said the word intention, Ooh, um, and I think I that's a great one to describe Meet the Robinsons yes. because specifically what we were saying about like it's really crazy and like fast cuts and yes. there's a lot of information and you think, oh, this is bad, and then it turns out it's all for a reason, both plot-wise and I was reading about um, the actual animation that went into it mm-hmm. and how the director and some of the lead animators were saying because this is a movie that takes place in two time periods and then it occasionally flashes back earlier to when Mm -hmm. he's a baby um they took special care with color saturation so the whole idea is keep moving forward that's the robinson family creed it's what inspires lewis to go back and and fulfill his prophecy um be the special uh and the, it's it's a great quote, and we'll post the link to the article, um, but more or less it was, you know, Lewis's solutions don't lie in the past. They lie in the future. Mm-hmm. So we wanted, as he gets further and further away from the answer to his problems, we wanted to take the color out of it to right. show that this is not the most vivid, you know, realization of your dreams. And it is, like the future world, um, what they call today land, and a nice joke <sighs> on Disney World. Um, and they show Space Mountain. They do. And it's super saturated, like super mm-hmm. colorful. The sky is very, very blue. It looks like um, the Windows 95 background. <laughs> yeah. 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 There's very, and you know, they, they took some inspiration from like 50s futuristic design. This was mm-hmm. a picture book in the 1990s. Um, and it has a lot of those design characteristics too. Yeah. Um, but like retro future. Yeah, like, retro this future. This is what they thought the future would mm-hmm. look like. Yeah. And so the present is a little bit less faded. It's a little bit more grounded in reality. The characters kind of act like normal humans in their movements and their facial expressions. The future characters um, and the Robinsons are quirkier anyway, but the 
animators were describing it as more of a Warner Brothers uh, Mm -hmm. schema where like they zip around and the physics aren't quite the same and they're squishier. And um, it's it's very interesting to then, you know, look back at those characters and be like, oh, yeah, that did create a certain vibe and a certain tone. And you these characters seem different than this set of characters in the past. And it's all very intentional. And we had just seen a little documentary, the Lego movie, also very intentional. Yeah. Um, yeah, Lego movie, uh, if you look at it, obviously, like it, it'll just jump out that it's a little uh, jerky uh, in the animation, partially because like the characters don't have full movement. They just they move are Lego. Like, yeah, they move like Lego pieces. But also like it is designed to... Uh, emulate stop motion animation since uh, stop motion Lego movies uh, have existed for a while and they're kind of since Legos existed. Since, yeah, <laughs> since basically Legos, um, stop motion Lego has been a thing. And if you search, you know, online, just uh, uh, search on YouTube, you can find predating the Lego movie like a full Lego Are version. They like brick films or brick. Mo- I think brick are, films. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you can find like a whole. Lord of the Rings. You can find a whole Star Wars that people have just made in Lego. Maybe threw some jokes in there. Maybe not. Like, just just these amazing fan creations. Huh. I didn't realize that would it would be like full-length movies. Yeah. That's a lot of work. Yeah. People went nuts. Stop motion is really tricky. Yeah. And, and we saw one of the guys that uh, that did uh, a pretty famous one called uh, Through the, the Magic, Magic Portal. Portal. The Magic Portal. Yeah. Um, ended up working at like the company that made this yeah movie, unfortunately not while the not Lego while movie the Lego is being made happening. but there is a a nice joke like the the live action kid has mm-hmm. like a magic machine that he's made and it's called the magic portal yeah and at the end of the movie you see you know um when uh, uh, uh Emmett is talking to Lord Business he's like mm-hmm. look at all the things that people made yeah um, I like, had not realized this yeah he's pointing you know to us he's pointing out like Look, here's stuff people that made that's not following the instructions. There's like four screens up. Yeah, there's screens behind them, and it's showing clips from fan-made, yeah, like Lego movies. It's so cool to know that, like yeah. that intentional is. Mm. So, like the kind of jerkiness, the kind of the the stiffness of the the Lego pieces, like yeah, they they said they like specifically found moments where they could like hyperextend their arms or when they needed to or like they needed to move it's, their neck in order to have the character nod yeah because otherwise, otherwise you know if the if an arm was straight and it needed to be bent it would just like turn to a bent arm they would like replace it right so instead of like doing a movement that's unnatural for lego they it would just kind of skip yeah. and so it adds to that jerky but it's also i feel i'm not sure if before watching that i could have told you that that was what was happening right but I feel like in the moment I am subconsciously aware of it because, I mean, you sat next to me during this viewing. Like, was there a moment that I was not smiling from ear to ear during this movie? Pretty much not. No, I'm just was, so delighted by the visual creativity. It's, it's really, really fun. Oh, it's man. It's really fun. This movie and uh, Meet the Robinsons also have this element of wackiness that could go too far, mm-hmm. but I feel like never does. In, in Lego Movie... It's everywhere, but especially in um, uh, Cloud Cloud Kitty Cuckoo Land or whatever it's yeah. called. 
Like there is a place where it is just wackiness and yeah. like the the joke kind of is like here's a bunch of crazy stuff. Yeah. Um and it works because it goes on for a few minutes and then reality like yeah. kicks in. And Meet the Robinsons, I think, especially during that uh when when Lewis goes to the future for the first time and we see him meeting all of this future family. Mm-hmm. That's overwhelming and then they're like cool we know this is overwhelming so like they literally stop the movie to have um like a recap yeah like, uh, tell me all you know about this like family okay so tell far. me everything you learned about the family and it was like okay this 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 and like i didn't i, I don't think i even picked it up uh, the first time i watched it but the second time i'm like oh they're stopping to make sure we understand what just happened this is for me <laughs> like oh they just threw a lot at us they're making sure that we understood <laughs> This is an Aaron uh, Sorkin talking bark, like yeah, it's a little a little bit of an explainer, but it it works, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah, it's it, again intention. Like we know how much we can get away with of this before we need to bring it back. Yeah, it feels like like a mental roller coaster where like some parts of the roller coaster will just be like loop, 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 corkscrew, and you're like, what? And then it'll be like, here's a little bit of a straightaway. Here's, Process that. Here's okay, like, another loop. Like <laughs> here's like another climb. Yeah, we're just gonna slow it down. We're gonna climb another yeah. hill, and then we're gonna start again. And then you get off the ride. You're like, that was that great. was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, everything. Yeah, everything is awesome. Is oh, um, yeah. So so yeah. Yeah, and it, yeah. and like you said, it gets to that line. I felt like there were a couple moments, both what you described in the cloud kitty land mm-hmm. and um. Just a couple like Chris Pratt gags, like Chris Pratt being maybe what Chris Pratt was doing in real life while mm-hmm. he was recording it. That just like a few too many like uh, this character is dumb and likes to make karate sounds kind yeah. of thing. Um, we're getting we're getting just like a little too far, yeah. And then it like it then it snaps back, back and you're fine. Yeah. Um, but I like that. I like you know. Um, I believe I've referenced this before on this podcast. My high school theater director's, one of his big uh, maxims was, I'd rather have you give me way too much in a performance than too little. Because too mm. much I can work with, I can shape it, I can channel it. But if you don't give me enough, I I can't help you. Yeah. And, you know, not that there's anything left to be done on these movies. They're finished products. But when there's too much happening, I still appreciate it because it's they're taking risks. Right. And I think nine times out of ten the risks pay off. Um and so I just the just the creativity and the innovation. So um Lego movie is directed by the same guys as Spider Verse. And I think that is super apparent in the in that that freneticness, the mixing of styles mm-hmm. of like here's this kind of background and this kind of foreground and I, I we'll said earlier, different. I said earlier, I got confused between Meet the Robinsons and Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. They also directed Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. They did. They there didn't was, direct Meet the Robinsons. No, they didn't. The Cloudy and Lego movie. That's And funny. they did. Uh, there was like a tweet back and forth a uh, couple months ago that um, someone had found, like someone had made the connection that these four movies were directed by uh, Lord and who's the other? Phil uh, Lord and... Christopher Miller. And... Um, like uh, one of the directors was like, whoops, we made another movie with a um, tear jerking father son relationship. And the other director responds back, 
Whoops. <laughs> it's like four separate screenshots from different movies, mm-hmm. like Spider-Man and his dad. Whoops. And, yeah. <laughs> Whoops. And also, I just want to shout out again, Clone High. Uh, oh, amazing yeah. MTV uh, cartoon from the early thousands. Mm-hmm. I swear to God, it's good. Uh, Will Forte is in it, and he's hilarious. Always. That's always. All. But yeah, so these dad relationships. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's talk dads. Dads. Surprise. Surprise. Dads. <laughs> let's talk some dads. So, uh, Cloudy, or... Cloudy see, with the Chance I'm of Meatballs. It. Meet the Robinsons. A movie neither of us have seen, which we will talk about at length now, <laughs> is the, about meatballs. Meet the Robinsons. Weather patterns. Okay. Dads. All right. Surprise. Surprise. Um, meet the Robinsons is about finding your family. Specifically, he's looking for his mom. He is looking for his mom. And what he accidentally finds out is that he's a dad in the future Mm -hmm. to a bunch of weirdos, which you could really take either way. He's only a dad to one person, but he is a patriarch too. Yeah, Yeah, he like he's like has this giant family of his own. Yeah. Um so Instead of being what you might expect and like, oh, I found my mom or like, oh, I found my dad or like, oh, it's like, hey, yeah, you're not going to find your mom, but you can create your own family. Like Keep family. moving forward yeah. instead of. Don't get stuck in the past. Wishing for the past. Which is what Goob does mm-hmm. uh, because he just remembers that. Uh, well, in fairness, Lewis is kind of a jerk. Yeah, Lewis keeps him up all night, you know, with his science projects and making him test things, and yeah. And Goob uh, is playing baseball. It's the big mm-hmm. game. He tries to, or he he's he falls like, asleep he falls in the asleep. outfield. He gets hit by a ball, and then he gets beaten up afterwards because he loses the game for his he loses team. Loses the game. Um, which I say, you know what? If those boys are only friends with you because you're going to win them a game, they're not really your friends. Well, Goob. so that's the interesting thing is that Goob is like, oh, I guess I should just let it go. But it happens to be at a moment where Bowler Hat Guy, who is future Goob, mm-hmm. is there. He sits down next to him and he says, don't let it go. Like, like let, it, it. let it fester. Let yeah. it like you don't know. That's not what you do here. Um, which like that's a little bit. If you think too hard about it, it falls apart. Yeah, the, time space the cyclical nature of it is, is wise. It's so uh, Goob was gonna do that anyway. Sure, is what we kind of assume. Yeah, but he just does it quicker this way. Yeah. yeah, maybe. Anyway, so yeah, he lets things fester and he sits in the past instead yeah. of yeah. That's a great. I. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Our, our, it's a good foil. Our hero keeps moving forward. He says, "Hey, this this thing happened." And it's bad, and I just got to keep moving with my life and mm-hmm. make something better of it. Yeah. And Goob says, no, all I'm going to do is sit and think about it and obsess with it and turn into a creepy bowler hat guy Yeah. who still wears my uh, baseball uniform from when I was like six. Because I had never showered. Yeah. Um, but it is kind of lovely that Lewis is working with his son the whole movie. Like, Wilbur is the... Major yeah. secondary character. Mm. He's his teammate through all of it. And Wilbur knows. Um, but it's just interesting because they become friends and they, yeah. you know, they support each other. And then there's a betrayal or, a, you know, someone thinks it's a betrayal. Um, they like build a father son relationship. Yeah. And one of the characters doesn't even know it. There's, and, and it's early. It's like that kid who found the hand. It's a kid. Is what it's like. I mean, it, it really is though, like that. It is. It's yeah. like Arrested Development when 
Job and Job and Steve. Steve. If you haven't seen Arrested Development, spoilers. Pause this. Watch the first three seasons, and then surprise des- dad. <laughs> decide what you want to do. But there's a surprise dad in there, uh, and th- the dad and his son have like a great time. Yeah, they bond. And they don't even realize uh, they're father and son. It is. I caught this third time um, that when Wilbur shows up on the roof, when like mm-hmm. uh, Lewis is about to give up, he throws, he crumples up his invention and throws it away. Mm-hmm. And then Wilbur throws it back to him. Then they throw back and they're having a game of catch. Oh, they're having a catch. They're having Aww. a catch. Yeah. That's cute. Very cute. Um, So that's neat. Like yeah. it, it. The, you know, the, at one point, the family, before they figure out that he is the dad, d- extend an adoption invitation. Yep. And you've seen that he tallies up the re- adoption rejections. And it's been 124. And that moment, oh, that moment is so good. And then to realize that, well, I'm still going to have this. I just have to wait. Yeah. Is, is powerful. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, you it's kind of a trope like this hypothetical of like if you knew this was going to happen in the future what would you do differently and I feel like there would be a lot of impatience and a lot of like what if I screw it up and don't get this cool thing but this keep moving forward keeps him on the track to to get that family yeah he is inspired by his own motto yeah like everyone's like oh yeah that's the motto of the family keep moving forward and he's like okay I gotta keep moving forward and it's it's his motto yeah it's cute it's a fun. It's a fun little bit. It's so good. Uh, Lego Movies, Dad. I think is is uh, well as as uh, both people who come from traditional uh, father and mother families, mm-hmm. uh, atomic families. Is that right? Uh, um, at- I, uh, I don't know. No, it's um. What is it not? <laughs> It's um the uh, nu- nuclear family. Nuclear family, uh, and that was why I was laughing because <laughs> I couldn't think of the real word. Okay, but I, knew it but I was that. I was close. Atomic family, nuclear family. Atomic families. Nucle- I like it. Look, I like it a look. lot. Thank you. Uh, atomic <laughs> family playing near you. Um, so we we come from traditional families. Uh, so we um can't uh, identify uh, directly with someone who's uh dealing with like not only trying to find a family Mm -hmm. but like not having grown up with a family having grown up with and it is uh neat to note that the director of meet the robinsons is adopted so so he has like an authentic experience Mm -hmm. nice job hey hiring directors who have authentic experience with the main character's journey but um i think we can i think everyone can identify uh, uh, well, not everyone, but I think I think we can identify with uh, Lego Movie a little bit better, or at least uh, I definitely can, because like, uh, of course, everyone has uh, fights with their dad or has disagreements with their dad, and I think a very common thing is dad works too much. I don't see him. Mom is like home; she's the cool one, you know, um, or at least it was for me. Yeah, depends on the situation. Uh, is like dad. Dad worked a lot. He had a long commute. I didn't see him as much. Uh, and like our main character kind of like having that same like feel like, oh, dad. Like I think one is like, hey, don't mess with my stuff is a big thing. But, but also like 
the reason he is president business and Lord business is because his dad's a business guy, which I assume means dad's. Yeah. Dad's not always there. He's often like taking his home work home with him. That, I mean, that that's a, I think that's a little bit of a reach. That, I don't think it's and wrong. That is the but, reach that I have made in yeah, my mind. That's great. So, that, um, yeah, no, my dad wasn't a businessman. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think it's, I think it's interesting um, this, I would say like fairly common childhood thing of like, oh, my parent is not around. This kind um, of, it, I mean, more broadly, it speaks to a, a connection gap yes. of like, yes, my experience is different than dad's and he doesn't, he doesn't see what I see and I don't see what he sees. That's um, a way better way of putting it. Uh, Thank but, you. But everyone brings trying in. trying to get there. You got there. But here's the thing in stories about a child and a parent. Mm-hmm you're going to bring your own thing into it, which yeah. I think is this this particular story in Lego Movie is done really well for that, that like even if it's not specifically a son and a father in your experience that you're relating to this, a parent-child connection of some kind is something that everyone can relate to in yeah. positive and negative ways, Yeah, but it's going to hit. Yeah, It's going to hit no matter what the circumstances were, whether it was a long commute, I don't see you, or... I see you all the time, but we have very different ways of being and ways sure. of doing. Um, and, you know, to me, this resonates with me, you know, a, a little bit from my childhood, not as much because, you know, my parents kind of let me take over at 10 years old and write a musical and have and all the family be in it. So make them make them film it. I didn't, I didn't really have the craggle problem in my household, but uh, but I see it like this hits me in the same way that Mary Poppins does as a teacher of like, what are ways that I don't even know that I'm stifling creativity mm. or like self-expression because this is the way I'm doing it. And I feel more comfortable when I'm in control. Right. Um, so that's where it hits me and makes me cry is now I'm on the other end. I don't have biological children, um, but I have 500 <laughs> part-time ones. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and And what am I doing? Like, those scenes are so great. And it takes someone like Will Ferrell, who is a very good dramatic actor, Mm -hmm. to pull those off and also just be a hilarious cartoon villain in the other scenes. Oof. You were, uh, as we've alluded to, a very alpha child. I sure was. Uh, Almost. (laughs) Am. (laughs) Am. Uh, Almost like a, a Lewis. Uh, from our, uh, uh, from our like inventoring yeah. and staying up all night, getting work done and sure. maybe inconveniencing, um, the goob of, uh, your childhood. Is Andy goob? I don't know. Is my brother goob? That's what I'm asking. <laughs> he does have a lot of complaints about childhood. I do. I am he saw, sure there are times he where he saw my freshman, my freshman year production of Fiddler on the Roof too many times. He will say that. I feel like once is enough to see Fiddler. He saw it like six, six or seven. We had like 10 performances total. It was over two weekends. Um, he saw it a lot of times. Oh, no. I don't know what, like he was, he would have been old enough to stay home by himself. Maybe not take care of others. Why would but, anyone see Fiddler that much? Because it was my first high school musical and mom and dad went overboard. Uh, that's fair. Yeah, that's, that's a good answer. It wasn't, I wasn't in charge of that decision. I will say. Yeah. <laughs> but. It is a way that it inconvenienced him. Yeah. Um, are, are you glad that he has not so far turned out to be a supervillain? 
Yeah, I'm very pleased. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe the worst is yet to come. Yeah. Uh, so far, so far, so good. Yeah. I like him. Uh, uh, he's a nice kid. I mean, he. I enjoy helps, hanging out with him. He helps try and solve homelessness. Yeah. How dare he? Super villain. Yeah, no, he's he's doing okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, what what, and, what else? Uh, uh, so, I mean, so going back yeah. to this, like, creativity please, please. and stifling versus um, in Lego movie, just the whole, again, uh, going back to intention, right? Intention in visual style, intention in pacing, intention in messaging, that mm-hmm. both these movies, I think, have different things to say about creativity. I don't think they're, you know, not aligned. I think right. they're, you know, two sides of the same Lego brick. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I, I think they both have interesting messages that are not the traditional. I feel like a lot of, you know, don't get, I, I love Disney movies. I love, and I think Pixar does this a little bit better, but a lot of the messages tend to be different variations on the same theme, like don't judge a book by its cover or... A dream is a wish your heart makes. A dream, yeah. yeah. Or like you're Lunch, stronger than you think star. you are. Yeah. It's a lot of like overcoming others' opinions of you in one way or another. Sure. Like most of the famous Disney movies actually. Huh. And I think these two say interesting things about creativity because it's not it's not the same as like what a princess and the frog is trying whether successfully or not to say of like hard work and elbow grease that's a way you get your wish um that's I, I like that I like that version of the not song not quite as catchy as a Randy Newman um cuz Lego movie is is saying mix things up don't follow the rules like do what you want like here are your building blocks Go. But also, sometimes you need to follow the rules. There is a place and time to follow There's the rules. There is a place and time for it. Especially if you want to work together, you have to have a plan. Yeah. Um, whether that's pre, uh, you know, prescribed or whether you create the plan together. So I think that's an interesting, like, offshoot of it. But the whole idea, yeah, it's really great. And Meet the Robinsons also has, because creativity is not a linear work hard, you'll get your wish kind of yeah. thing. You're going to fail a lot of times yeah. and you're going to learn from those failures and you're going to get frustrated. But this keep moving forward, this perseverance and persistence is, it's, you know, it's a different thing, but it's related, especially in creative fields. There's, yeah. you know, Walt Disney is all over this plot. Yeah, and there's there's a scene specifically where the family... Uh, the the super space future family cheers for a failed invention or a failed fix, and they're like, "Hey, you you fail, you're gonna learn more. You, you, you're not gonna learn anything from success. You learn from failure. So mm-hmm. keep failing." Um, and it's a nice it's a nice little moment, and it's it's um, I feel like it's not hit home as as much as it could be throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that drove me nuts about Lewis is that he would make an invention, it wouldn't work, and then he would make a new invention instead of just, like, learning from that and fixing yeah. it. And it's, like, it was driving me nuts at the beginning, and then it's, like, oh, I guess it's kind of intentional. 
And there's that scene when he gets to the future that Wilbur, the son, is showing him around his dad's workshop. And yeah. he's like, he has kept every failure. This is this time machine that you're fixing now is like... Ex- number 2,000. Yeah, it's like number yeah. 2,000. Here's number one. Here's number 14. Here, like, yeah. he kept improving on it and moving forward. And what a great message for kids. Like, yeah. again, I feel like both of these movies say something really important and speak directly to the kids that are growing up now. Yeah. And and even uh, even for adults. Mm-hmm. Like I was uh, I taught, you know, computer programming for for a little while. And one thing that I had to teach everyone was don't get upset because you got an error cuz like programming is 99% errors, 1% things working. Mhm. And like embrace that error, celebrate that error, and learn from it. Um, and and like all you're gonna do is you're gonna solve that error, and you're gonna be up against a different error. But if you get a different error, that means you've made progress. It's um and Tommy it's, Kale's axiom: make new, make different mistakes tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah make you're, you're gonna keep making mistakes. Yeah, just make good ones. Yeah, make new ones. Yeah, so I think it's I think it's something worth worth repeating because there's there's i don't know i feel like there's a a societal like thing against failure Mm -hmm. and if you fail once then you're done especially in an age where so much is programmed to be instantaneous right Mm -hmm. like and public yeah instantaneous and public and so yeah here are my successes here are my successes or i did this on an app and it turned out right the first time Mm -hmm. i did like creativity is something different yeah. When you're creating something new, you don't, you aren't necessarily following the instructions, the Lego instructions. Um, yeah. And so it's a different path and not one that is as rewarded in the public sphere. Right. Outright. But Can, can we talk about, uh, I think, probably the big uh, point of the Lego movie, which we really haven't gotten to yet, which is that a bunk couch is a really cool idea. Friends couch. <laughs> <laughs> For all my friends. There's there A bunk couch is a good idea. Well, but it's not a good idea for all of the reasons also brought up in the movie. Okay. Can I tell you about a bunk couch I have experience with? Yes. Uh, my friend Laura Wait, from to, college. Just to clarify for people who have not seen the Lego movie, our hero uh, has one thing, one piece of creativity. There's one thing he wants to build in the world that isn't instructions, and it's a bunk couch which is double decker couch, couch stacked yeah. on top of another one ladders on the side and it's got like coolers yeah There's coolers underneath holders. yeah in oh. the seat cushions but he is he is laughed at and i think rightly so because of the amount of like feet that would be dangling in your face and how do you get off the couch if you're the middle person you have to climb over people it's a terrible idea but so what it needs to be a good experience is a couch on the bottom and a bed on the top my College roommate Laura's father was a part-time carpenter, and he made all of the... No, it was awesome, because he made all of this custom furniture for our dorms. Oh, you in, need it for a dorm, Including too. Her, her freshman year loft, which was a couch futon on the bottom, mm-hmm. and then it had bunk bed, uh, you know, a frame on the yeah. top, or like, you know, like a mattress, like That's a twin really mattress. Smart. And you had the ladder. So, like, not only, like, one, just sit cross-legged on the top. It's fine. Like, sit crisscross applesauce on the top. Yeah. But also, it has the depth 
that you can sit with your feet like forward but not dangling. Mm-hmm. And you can then scoot around people back in the back to get out. That's fair. So that's the solution to that. So what you're saying is a bunk couch is yeah. a bad idea. Mr. Christensen uh, should have been consulted. Well, Mr. Christensen. He and Emmett can work together. I'm disappointed for you not being involved in the Lego movie. I hope you'll learn from your mistake. He also built us a really cool like bar that you could put a mini fridge under what? for our next dorm. That's yeah. cool. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Indeed. Everything. What? Everything. Can we talk about everything is awesome? Uh, the song? Yes. It's a catchy song. It is a catchy song. And it's it transforms through the movie. Mm-hmm. And there's there's a theme, there's a kind of uh, a theme that's sort of carried through uh but not not a ton in the movie which is like uh our hero is very much a cog in the wheel never questioning uh society Mm -hmm. or his role in society and it's you know once he leaves his little area like that's kind of left beyond Mm -hmm. or behind Um, but everything is awesome kind of starts like uh propaganda Almost. It's like a government propaganda uh, president business is like, hey, here's a bunch of stuff that's happening. Mm -hmm. And then, boom, everyone listens to that same song and goes about their day and does the exact same thing every day. Yeah. And and it's built into the lyrics that's like a team. And Mm -hmm. at first it means like a cog in a, you know, in a machine. I mean, there's also just the idea of like, if there's just one song that everyone knows, everyone can... Everyone surface talk it. about it mm-hmm. you know everyone could talk about the hit show where my pants and, like and like similarly like he like president business says something shady during one of his speeches and then it goes what and then where where are my pants pops on i was like oh, all right i don't never know never mind yeah never mind this is great yeah uh where were those guys pants though you uh it was she found them oh. lucy found them later oh here are oh. your pants give me the camera oh Oh, right, never mind then. It, he found him. I thought I found a plot hole. It's been tied up. Never mind. Uh, it's Chekhov's pants. If someone doesn't have pants in the first act, they better have pants by the third act. Chekhov's pants. That's correct. Uh, yeah, but but over time, like one, it's in the score. So you visit Western World, and it's like being played on the piano at the saloon, which oh, is clever. So lovely. I'm sure it's more places that yeah. we didn't find it too. But by the end. It it's, takes on a different meaning. Yeah, it's instead of like, hey, be a cog in the wheels. Like, hey, work work with your team. Yeah. Uh, everyone is working together to make this world a better place. Mm-hmm. And using their own abilities and interests and ideas yeah. and fitting them together. And everything actually is awesome. Yeah. Instead of like not being awesome. Yeah. Uh, and everyone possibly getting craggled. Craggled. No. Nope. That's a good reveal. That is a great reveal. Uh, you keep you keep hearing the word craggle and you don't know what it is. No it's idea. like some you know MacGuffin again, mm-hmm. but it <coughs> ends up being crazy glue that is like just kind of bent and scratched. But like, so it's you see the any, letters C R or K R A yeah G L E, but and it's like the rest on of the letters are of scratched off crazy glue. But like, what a fun gag because like once you use a bottle of crazy glue like one time, yeah. The whole thing is just wrecked. It's just destroyed. The whole, like there, it does scratch off like that and yeah. get unrecognizable. You right now? <laughs> what? Have a, how does that happen? You have a six pack of of crazy yeah. glues, and it's because 
after you use it they're once, one use. it's trashed. I do think they're dollar store crazy glues, uh, but yeah, still. That's, that's true. And they're like really tiny bottles. But yeah, it's like one use and then you and either then can't get the top off done. or it's dried up and yeah. mangled beyond. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And, and President Business has like a bunch of like artifacts, like a, a loose band-aid or a rubber band or just like crap he found yeah. lying around. It's very. There's a lot of fun Easter eggs and kind of like yeah. background fun going on that really mm. build the world and build your interest. Also, Billy D. Williams. Oh, yeah. I love Billy D. Some Williams. of the cameos are like legit. Yeah. Billy D. Williams plays yeah. Lego Lando. He <laughs> plays Lego Lando. Oh, Lego Lando. Um, yeah, and Anthony Daniels is C3PO, but yeah. let's talk about Billy he D. Williams. Is. He's so good. Yeah. Um, yeah, Kate. What is there anything else we need to we need to hammer out hammer on I think, out about about these two movies? I think uh, one thing we do need to do is the final cut. The final cut. Oof. We start the final cut, our um, ending segment, with scene shout out, which is where we highlight a scene that we think uh, deserves some special attention, some yeah. special love. Dick, do you have um, one from either movie, Meet the Robinsons? Yeah, I'll, I'll start with Meet the Robinsons. Right. And uh, I'll, I, I'll go a little deeper into a, a scene that um, I already mentioned, which I, I really liked, which was um, the sort of um, reframing of information for the audience. So we, uh, as an audience, are taken to this future world. And Lewis is meeting... All of these people. And I think we gave like a kind of small list of all of these people early. But it's like crazy guy getting shot out of a cannon. Lady with a toy train that's the size of a real train. Octopus monster. Two guys that live in different plants and try and get you to ring doorbells. Old man that can't find his teeth and has another face drawn on the back of his head. Yeah. And wears his clothes backwards. And just he's like, ah, my head's backwards. Ah. Uh, um, lady who conducts a frog choir. Um, is there like a ballerina or something? Yeah, there's a, there's uh, a uncle, ch- chubby boy on a couch, and his wife who's a puppet. Who's a puppet? I forgot That's about. That's a good gag too, because every time he's like, like Lewis is like, is, is she? she? And someone else in the family will be like, cranky? Yes. Yeah. Is she hard to live with? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's never no never address that she's a puppet. <laughs> so. Uh, we're introduced to all these characters in the span of like a few minutes and we're trying to like, as an audience member, you're trying to get a grip on where things are. And like the whole scene is you're running into these characters and Lewis is like, Hey, do you know where the garage is? And they're like, we have a garage and there's just chaos. So then you're, you're reacquainted with uh, what's, what's the other fellow's name? Which, tell me more the, about the fella. The one that's not Lewis. Wilbur. That's a kid, Wilbur. Wilbur, uh, Wilbur sits Lewis down. He's like, okay, tell me what you've learned. And so as Lewis is, is saying like, okay, so-and-so is related to so-and-so. This person does this. You're seeing a picture of them. I think you're even like seeing their name. And you're getting a description of what's going on. And it's done in like, I would be willing to bet it's a little bit like, the storybook 
Because it's a little bit in picture book, right? It's like, this is mm, this character. They yeah. do this. This is this person. They do this. Yeah. You know, we haven't read the, the picture book. The but picture I, book is apparently just that that just scene. That <laughs> like, scene. It's Wilbur and his friend Lewis, who is not the dad. There's no time travel. Um, uh, Try to find Grandfather Robinson and his teeth. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> so, yeah, it's insanity and then... Like a literal review for the audience, but again, it's it's slipped in so effectively that it it doesn't feel like like a lot of movies. Um, you'll have like exposition guy who's like, you know, like like it, or, or like a line will even be ADR'd in where it'll be like, oh no, we've got to go get to that generator, and it's like, wait, why is the character saying that? Oh, so so the audience doesn't forget. Yeah. Uh, and it like once you're aware of it, once you've seen a couple of them, it just sticks out like a sore thumb. But this one for me didn't. It was it just kind of slid in there. It's like, oh yeah, I I I do need a reminder. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Kate? Um, also a scene that was mentioned earlier. Mm. Um, I love that because you know Wilbur, or not Wilbur Lewis, has gotten so frustrated by this point in time. The, by the time he meets all the family members. That none of his inventions work. He's invented this peanut butter and jelly maker. It's it destroys a room and a guy with a peanut allergy. He's invented this memory machine that actually does work, but since it gets sabotaged, it doesn't work and it blows up. And so he's very much, you know, in every adoption interview he goes on, he screws up in some way, or he thinks he does because they don't choose him. Right. He's very much like anything I try, I fail at, and I'm very conscious of this. And, like, even when Wilbur's like, you have to fix the time machine, he's like, I don't think I can. Like, I'm not someone who does things correctly. So they take a break or something happens and they go up and eat dinner. And um, they've got this PB&J prototype that seems a couple generations beyond. In the future. In the future, yeah. yeah. Um, Which is, like, I think your first direct hint that he is related somehow to this family. Yeah. Um, he's like, where where did you get that? And they're having trouble with it. And Lewis has been introduced as an inventor. So they're like, Lewis, you could fix it. He's like, I uh, I don't think I can. I so they, you know, they keep on like, yes, you're an inventor. Like, please show us. Please do it. And um, he tries to fix it. And um, it, it does the same thing it did before. It like yeah. squirts everywhere. All over. And so there's this like pregnant pause where everyone is covered in peanut butter and jelly and Lewis just goes into his like, oh, I'm so sorry. I knew I wasn't going to do this. I'm so bad at it. And then I can't remember. What, I think it's the grandpa that says, you failed. Yeah. Like with a big smile on his face, hands in the air. And every character in the room's like, yes, a failure. Woo. Yeah. And like unironically. And the look that comes over Lewis's face, like wh- what? Yeah. <laughs> this is, I've never experienced this before. And then they you know, launch into their speech about how, like, you can't succeed without many failures. But just the way it is celebrated, that's, like, the first time in the movie that I cry, if I'm going to cry a couple times. Um, and I've done this in my classroom, too, um, that, like, if someone makes a mistake, because um, they've been talking about it, we've been talking about perseverance. And um, one of my classes this year, I'm like, oh, wow, you made a mistake. That's awesome. That means your brain is going to grow so much from this. Yeah. And like the kid was like shell shocked uh, and then also really excited. Like when his teacher came back later, he's like, 
Miss Anderson, my, my brain grew. Did you know my brain grew? <laughs> so great. Nice. And it just, like, that, I don't know. I really enjoy when kids come to lightning, you know, yeah. light bulb moments. It, um, it's also a Very nice, powerful. It's also a nice moment in that it shows him that he doesn't want just any family. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, yeah. the other family reacted like crazy pants to right. his mistake. And, like, the, the dude's life was in danger. Fine. Yeah, yeah. But they were like, they were not at all at least amazed that he tried to like, build this thing. Like, this is awesome. Thing. We have to get him to the hospital. But this yeah. is really cool. <laughs> or, or like, you know, just, and it seems like this has happened with every family. Yeah. Is they've just been like, ah, you made a shitty invention. And yeah. it's like, for a kid to make a, to even uh-huh. try and make a peanut butter and jelly gun that's even borderline working, mm-hmm. that's super impressive. Yeah. And so, like, for this family to embrace, like, hey, you're trying. Mm-hmm. Like, good for you. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of shows them, like, this is the kind of family I need to be with. This is the environment I need to be in in order to succeed. Yeah. So. Beautiful. Thanks. So, uh, Lego, Legos. Eh, no. Lego. Uh, let's, let's go. Lego. Lego. All right. Um, so, I want to think of something that's not specifically the... Uh, the ending. Yeah. Because I, I think uh, that ending is absolutely gorgeous and wonderful. Like how just in to take a slight sidebar, like how shocked were you when it went into live action? Oh yeah, I had no idea. In the first feeling, I had no idea that was gonna happen. The blue, yeah, blew me. I was just like, what? Same. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The 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 ending of this movie is is amazing, and it's the. I think it's the point where everyone just breaks. Yeah. If if you're gonna break, that's the point where it happens. Uh, it's a it's a crier. It's really strong. Um, but there are there are moments throughout this movie that I think are also strong. Um, and I guess uh, I, I come back to me. Okay. Come back to me. Let me think on this. I am going to build off of the moment you said you wanted to avoid. So this is (laughs) easier. Uh, It was specifically... So one, in this third viewing, I thought the live action occurred much earlier. So Mm. there was even a little bit of me. I'm like, wait, this does happen. I'm not making this up, right? This does happen in this movie. Oh. (laughs) I remember seeing humans. Like, it's getting to, like, there's only 20 minutes left in this movie. And And then that's where it comes in. But, um... So it jumps back and forth for a little bit between live action and then in the animated world. And um, so this comes like the second time you see the live action or second or third where it's at the peak where um, Will Ferrell has kind of had this moment of, wait, maybe I don't understand what's going on. And he he does this like very good parenting thing where he's like, if you were, you know, uh, Emmett the special talking to Lord Business, what would you want to tell him? Like getting oh, his kid so to strong. tell him. It's so strong, but then then you flip to the cartoon world to Emmett telling Lord Business. Which which one shows you that like the dad is is being smart, but also two, he's playing now. Yeah. He's playing like he's playing. With his kid. It is. It's like he's playing I'm like tearing up now. And what Emmett says is I would tell you that you are the special. You are the most creative person in the universe. And you have every idea. It's 
and an you exact don't, and you don't have to be the bad guy. It's and you don't have to be the bad guy, but it's the exact speech that um, Vesuvius gave before when he's like, "Well, you have the special, you have the piece of resistance. Oh. You are the special. You are the master." Vitruvius. Vitruvius. Sorry. Vitruvius. Um, and I think maybe Lucy has said it at one point too. There's like a specific. Yeah. Like you're, set of you're, words, you're the special, you're like the a most proclamation. Person yeah, in the world, you have all the ideas. Yeah, and so for him to tell, like, it's to tell his dad that it's really good storytelling yep. because he's telling his dad that, <laughs> but also it's implied at that time that everyone is the special. Like mm-hmm. you, generally are the special. Yeah, you and anyone else are the most interesting person in the world, and only you can. It just Oh, I'm I'm tearing up now because it's mm. yeah because it's the dad it's it's tying both stories together it's yeah. tying together this idea of we all have something to add and to innovate and contribute and and it's where and then as a result the Will Ferrell character kind of breaks down and you know starts starts like you said playing with his kid yeah oh very powerful. I'm going to talk about a scene that's that's less that's less uh, <laughs> beautiful, um, and it's it's the scene where so Emmett is a happy, kind of brainless guy, uh, especially at the beginning of the movie. No cares in the world. Mm-hmm. Reads a book called like How to Fit In, and then does the things it tells him to because the book knows how to fit in. Like it does the same thing every day. Talks to says hello to cats. Um, like he's just very plain um and after he finds the piece of resistance and it gets stuck to him he gets he's interrogated by bad cop (laughs) and like he's like look i'm not the special bad cop's like yeah we kind of know that here are some interviews that we took of people about you and it's people going like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's like a nice guy, but he's kind of a, you know, a nobody. He's kind of like, you know, Larry over there, he likes hot dogs. Emmett, I, I don't know what his thing is, mm-hmm. right? Or like people at his work being like, "I do we work with him? I, I don't who know is who that, that is. And he's yeah. like, but I've known you for three years. Um, and it's a really it's a really effective scene at showing the the problems with what Emmett is trying to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought it was thought it was really really well done. Yeah, and it, it's the first time you see Emmett anything but like super happy. Right, super no. Chris Pratt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's a sad scene. No. It's it's good. No. Oh, yeah. these movies. Yeah, I I would say like there's got to be like a most valuable player piece of resistance piece uh yeah who would would be your mvp of the night my mvp most valuable so i'm gonna go with um just a figure i think is interesting is um steve anderson who directed meet the robinsons Mm -hmm. played bowler hat guy um He's done a lot of other stuff for Disney and story supervision and animation supervision. Co-directed the Winnie the Pooh that we love. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, I, 
you, you, we, we talk about when we see theater and when we see movies, like whether or not you can feel the director's hand. And like mm-hmm. when you very much can, that's maybe not a great thing. And I yeah, feel like this be, is... It can be too much. This is the flip where like, yes, this director is being very consistent in a very different way. So yes, I feel the director's hand, but I'm like giving it a high five. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like um, it's just it it's just so wacky, and but it all fits together, and yep. there are these clever things that fit together in Act One and Two and Three in different time periods, and the story he's trying to tell is very unique. The fact that he's using this like adoption storyline because that's totally again the storybook is only. This guy named Lewis meeting this nutso family. Yeah. That's it. And he pulled everything else out. And like John yeah. Lasseter, who is a big deal at this time mm-hmm. and every time, um, even if he doesn't work there anymore, like yeah. people know who this guy is, um, comes in and is like, hi, um, I'd like to help you tweak your movie. And he goes, yes, thank you. He took all the pieces and just hugged them together. He's like... <laughs> Um, but he's in interviews, he's like, they were, you know, it was a conscious decision not to like have hard feelings about these notes that were coming in Mm -hmm. because it's kind of the best idea wins and the notes were really good and they made us do scenes better that we knew we could be better, but we didn't know how. We didn't know why they weren't working. Um, and also his voice acting is great. I really enjoy his character. Um, he's strong. He's also the uh, Grandpa Bud with the face on the back of him. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, two very different characters. Great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm very proud of him. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> you have an MV, MVP, Dick? Yeah. It's, uh, it's going to be Will Arnett. Oh, yeah. He is, uh, like, he, he made a new Batman that. I 100% buy as Batman and love as Batman. I mean, what like people people have said only half jokingly like this is the best Batman movie ever made. Yeah, he's <laughs> Or at least in the top 3. And like uh, Lego Batman goes on to be this whole other thing. Yeah. Uh but in the in the Lego movie like it is surprising and awesome. Like he pay, plays the character very well. He knows exactly what he's supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like I said, of Meet the Robinsons is like some people don't seem to know what movie they're in. Mm-hmm. Um, the, not necessarily their fault, right? Yeah. Not necessarily their fault. Um, but like, uh, you know, uh, Goob knows mm-hmm. what movie he's in, uh, and Will Arnett absolutely. Like, it's like, oh, you want me to play Batman? But like with Job. But like, <laughs> yeah. But like, I'm kind of like a dick boyfriend. Got it, and yeah. he just goes. He goes for it, and it's it's great. Like I, I can't like speak ill of anyone uh, in in Lego Movie. I, uh, yeah, I think everyone did a tremendous job. Uh, but Will Arnett like just stole the show, from mm-hmm. me. especially the first time watching it. Kind of not expecting Batman to be as much my favorite character as he was. Excellent choice. Thank you. So. I've been trying to think about a crossover. Mm. Um, I kind of like, I feel like the worlds are not necessarily mutually exclusive. Like, I feel like there's a way you can fit in one universe to the other. And maybe it's like, 
you know, maybe it's like a prequel or I don't know, or maybe like a sequel. Maybe maybe Wilbur is now the patriarch. Maybe a squeakquel. And he's nope. Okay. And he's like lost the, you know, the family fun drive, or maybe a couple generations later. But like lost that idea of like this family is about creativity and he's going a slightly different direction of like I want to build all the things but build them. So maybe there's a universe connection like that. That's kind of the best I've got. That would it would be like the live action of the Lego. Who would be be what would be crossing over? Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's like one long movie. Right. (laughs) Meet the Robinsons happens first. Then there's like some additional material where like Wilbur grows up and maybe it's his son that and then like grows, he up. grows up to be Will Ferrell. Yeah. Okay. Wilbur or his son grows up to be Will Ferrell. Well, Wilbur grows up to be Will Ferrell. Oh. Mm, pretty sure that's his name in the movie. There you go. Yep. Um, and yeah. And so the live action sequences of Lego movie are now 3D Disney oh. or something. Or maybe you remake robinson's in live no like they will but they won't um yeah so i think you can make this into one movie i don't think it would be great but i think you could do it i i agree you could do that you could you shouldn't be kind of like kind of like the 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 only good thing mary poppins returns had going for it which was no which was michael bank's storyline of like He used to be like a whimsical kid and now he's got like responsibilities and so it clouds his, you know, whimsicalness. With meatballs? With meatballs. Three-way crossover with a movie we've never seen but are very confident in our skills to describe. Yeah, it's probably great or terrible. It's one of the two. So I I will say out of any pairing of movies we've done yet, I think this is the first one where you could realistically string it into one movie in the same universe. Uh, Boom. I don't know. I don't know. I think we could put four dinosaur movies in the same universe and it would be fine. Yeah. But you but let's see. One the, the good dinosaurs obviously know how to farm because they got brain grain. So you wouldn't you wouldn't take them to New York. You wouldn't take anyone to New York. Cuz three I mean, those of those just, movies Those are just different dinosaurs that go to New York. We went to New York and other people did not. That's true. This happens. This is true. Some people go places and other people don't. So I like there are four characters that same. aren't there for most of the movie. <laughs> they just come back. They're like, yeah, we were in New York. We were in a circus. Uh. You said same universe, not same city. <laughs> no, but that would be funny to have a dinosaur movie where four people just di- four characters just disappear at the 10 minute mark. Also, let me be honest with you. I believe that Goob could run that circus. Oh, Goob would be uh, Screw Eyes? He'd be good at being Screw Eyes. I mean... Not New Eyes. Bowler Hat Man. Not... So he could... In alternate universes, he could be New Eyes and Screw Eyes. No. If he, if he stays happy versus stays angry. Nope, just Screw Eyes. Just Screw Eyes. Yep. Okay. So New he's eyes, losing an eye. New Eyes is too pure a character. They're named that. Why are they named that? It's so That dumb. is not in that children's book. We're oh, back. that's a bad movie. Uh, with a few nice parts. Yeah. And British Lisa. Anyway, so uh, short of stalling for time, uh, you got some crossover ideas? It's hard because Lego Movie is like a bunch of crossover its own. anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
so here'd be here'd be my crossover. I just want uh, Charlie Day's character from Ugh. the Lego Movie, who's just obsessed with building a spaceship. Spaceship. He spaceship. Can, he can just be in the in the Robinson family. Oh my gosh. He'd be great. He's already. Yeah. Yeah. He's already there. There you go. He'd fit well. I I gotta say, I've seen this movie now three times, and when Charlie Day, he's like an '80s space. Yeah, spaceship 80s, guy shows 80s up. Spaceship guy. I'm like, yes, Charlie Day's character is here. I didn't remember anything specifically that he did, but it was that thing of like, people don't remember what you say to them, they remember how you made them feel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I feel like Charlie Day's character in Lego Movie is like, I don't know what this character does, but I know that he makes me really happy, and I'm very glad to see him. Also, I, I get, the, I just, I have the sense that when he recorded it, he was wearing onesie footy pajamas. <laughs> I don't know why. I just have that vibe. Oh, so good. The voice casting again. Coming back to that. Is it time for the final cut? It might be time for the final 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 cut. Cut, cut, final. Final. Hey, Kate. Yeah. We've got got a couple of movies here. Let's start by talking about Meet the Robinsons. This movie, would you take it and re-release it as is? Would you make a special edition where you can like plus it up, change stuff around, or would you throw it in the vault never to be seen again? I think I just re-release. Wow. I think there, you know, if I think hard enough, there are little things that I could fix, and like you said, like maybe some, maybe you know, do some more takes of voices, um, make everyone see the movie three times, and then take some, get some new cuts. Um, yeah. But other than that, I I like that it's kind of wacky and rough around the edges. Yeah. I think that adds to it, and I think, yeah, and maybe maybe work on Goob's transition so that you see more of child Goob and adult Goob, yeah. and vice versa. Um, but otherwise, I just I think it holds together well. It's very entertaining. It makes me cry. Yeah. If it makes me cry, it's doing something right. Um, for me specifically. Yeah. If it makes me cry, it could just be a Honda commercial. It could just be with nice music. It could so, just be a Dennis Duffy speech yeah. on Thirty Rock. Yes, I have cried at that somehow. What do you do with Meet the Robinsons? I want a special edition of this. Okay. And here's here's my special edition. I give it to uh, Phil Lord and Christopher Miller oh. and see their take on yep. it. Yep. Like uh, like I, we've talked a little bit about live action movies. Uh, um, about like how they're kind of like almost karaoke versions of, of we, yeah movies. off off mic we've talked about that yeah specific, off mic we've yeah. talked about that where it's like oh I'd love to see a credit, table credit podcast the ride credit podcast the ride but where it's like you're like oh I want to see a table read of all of these people of the Lion King with Donald doing Weber. the Lion King absolutely yeah I would love to see the like we just watched some clips from the Hollywood Bowl concert with Harvey Firestein as Ursula. Yeah, Little Mermaid. Really neat. Yeah, really neat. Um, it's karaoke. Does it, does it need to be a movie? No. It's really good karaoke. Yeah, it's karaoke, Love it. or it's a, a, a like a cabaret or a concert or something. Yeah, should really good karaoke make a studio five hundred million dollars? That mm. that seems. I don't know. Lazy. How, how much did that movie duets do? What? Oh, that's a good reference. That's a movie. That's different than burlesque. uh, Yes. It's a movie about people who go around winning karaoke contests. Like a documentary? No. Oh. Okay. I'll be honest. I haven't seen it. I've just had it described to me. 
Anyway, there's karaoke in it. So here's, here's, yeah, I, I just want to see these two directors take the source material and put their own spin on it because I feel like, you know, they make similar movies where there's like a lot of chaos and then it makes a point. Uh, that's pretty cool. I'd like to see their version. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, duets, 2000. Correct. Rated R, one hour, 52 minutes. Superstar. Comedy, comma, drama, comma, music. See? A professional karaoke hustler. What is a professional karaoke hustler? A professional karaoke hustler. Reconnects with his daughter and a bored suburban businessman turns outlaw karaoke singer, among other plot lines. You're welcome. Is the plot summary. It includes the words, among <laughs> other plot lines. I. I feel like we're watching this movie. This Huey week. Lewis, Gr- Gwyneth Paltrow, yep. Paul Giamatti. Yeah, so you have to hear Gwyneth Paltrow sing, but you get to hear Huey Lewis sing. She's not like terrible, right? I know. I like just she's like not great, but she's not terrible. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I think that would be great. I guess that would have be been neat. a better crossover than special edition, but too bad. Well, that's okay. Yeah, Kate, we got one more movie left. It is called the Lego Movie. Yeah. Do you re-release? Throw it in the vault. Re-release. Special edition. Re-release. You've only got two choices, those two. No, or do you Ooh. re-release? You just put it right back out. Re-release. Yeah. I, I love it. Yeah. Even when it gets like a little extra, I still love it. Yeah. And I think it's so important for kids, adults, for... Yeah. Uh, it's It's meta in like... It's the way, you know, like I said, I was very like cynically skeptical of this movie when it came out because it's right. just rightfully it's so the though. the corporate brand movie right like yeah. lego itself is a corporate brand it's trying to use all these ips to sell tickets yeah. and it'd be like if a movie came out called disney movie right it's like what? you mean ralph breaks the internet oh. anyway i uh, haven't seen that yeah but i hear maybe it's, it's great here it's mostly that uh no, we haven't seen it. We should see it. I bet they but go to Bing. Instead of just using the brand to yes. sell tickets and yes. not really putting effort in the movie, they actually use the brand and the um, the pathos, ethos of the brand. I don't know which one is more appropriate. Ethos and pathos are different. Ethos and pathos. The pathos maybe of the Pathos it, is kind of like... Um, it's a darker, right? It's like lethargy. lethargy. Pathos? I don't know. Anyway, I don't they use know the, what pathos means. They use Some the ideology podcast. of the brand. Yeah. Of like how it is traditionally... It, before the IPs came in, especially. Yeah. That like, Lego is for you to create stuff. Yeah. Like, use the rules, don't use the rules. Like, And it's it's taking the whole mission statement of the company... And turning it into a very solid plot line, but it it doesn't feel like, you know, maybe this is me being just a lover of children's movies and not wanting to see anything cynical in it, but it's not using it to sell Legos, although of course it probably did, but it's using it to further that, like, to spread that mission statement in a new way and in a way with characters and in a way that will stick with the audience's let, I just, it's so creative on a meta me level you, and then on just a basic storytelling level. Let me ask you this uh, regarding the selling of, of Legos. Mm. 
Because I think I think that's an interesting point. Like I'm sure it absolutely oh, helped yeah. move some Legos. Yeah. But if you could have any character from this movie, any like Lego minifigure, mm-hmm. which one do you want? So here's the thing: I don't care about the figures. But like we had giant Lego sets. Gr- let's say I, you're gonna have a minifigure from this movie, and just the figure. Yeah, it's just like hey, oh, does it cool. come with some stuff to build? You're at you're. Why at, would I want a figure? You're at McDonald's. And you're getting a Happy Meal. Which minifigure do you want? So it's going to have some Legos with it. Sure. I think it's going to have some Legos. Um, I mean, probably Spaceman, yeah. right? Like, so that's that's my point. Uh-huh. That's the one you want. That's the one I want. I want 1980s Spaceman, who is a Lego from the 80s. Who's obsessed with Legos. It is not, like, it is not Wildfire. Wild style. Wild style. It is not Vitruvius. It is not Emmett. It's not one of the main characters Interesting. that you might think are like, oh, these are the ones being marketed. Like, it might be the pirate, but that's yeah. a giant robot pirate. That's really, really yeah. cool. Um, I just I just think that's interesting. Like, I bet but they sold... But do you sold... think that's that's us as 30-something-year-olds? That, that could be adults. us as 30-something-year-olds. I'm sure my kids want Emmett and Wild Style. But do they... And Batman. Or... They want Batman. Well, everyone wants Batman. Or do they want to just get some Legos... That are kind of generic and then make their own thing out of it. Well, and that's, I think, what and this movie what the, yeah. helps. And it's I like, think yeah, it's like, yeah, we don't need this, this. You don't need to buy a Harry Potter Lego. Just buy Legos. So there's a series on Netflix called The Toys That Made Us. It's true. And it takes a different toy brand each episode. There are like eight of them now. It's like Barbie is one and mm-hmm. G.I. Joe. And there's a Lego episode. Um, I haven't seen all of them, just the ones that interested me. But the no. Lego episode is really interesting because there are a lot of people at the Lego company who are very unhappy with the IP direction that the company went. Sure. It's like the Epcot of toys. Right. And it was to stay above water. Like it was to still turn a profit because there's only so much Lego you can sell that's just, you can fit it in anywhere, right? Oh man, if you gave me a Lego Millennium Falcon, I would sit in this house for a whole weekend and build it. So it's interesting that this movie too, I feel like on a certain level is trying to undo a little bit of its marketing strategy over the last 20 years or yeah. so like a hey this makes us money but also remember you can do this with them too like Which lego <laughs> batman then like kind of goes back on it and it's like look at all these cool legos we have you can be a gandalf or a lord of the ring wait those are the same you know what i mean yeah but yeah yeah you're absolutely right it's kind of like uh, we're like we're hey, going we had to, to do this roots. but uh also yeah also don't forget about Spaceman, yeah. And space, and yeah. 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 And so, is, is that your, in that, you you did not release a um a verdict on what you would do with this movie? I wasn't asked. Oh. Well, Dick, what would you do? Well, what, would I, what would I do with what? Re-release? Oh. Special edition? Ooh. Or vault the Lego movie? I want a special edition. Uh, I do. Okay. I I think the movie is amazing. I think you could easily just put it in theaters again and people would love it. I would like to see a special edition of it where it's just made in stop motion. I think that'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's so much. Uh, you could do it. Like there's 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 a couple of things I don't think you could recreate. But like there are so many things that it's just like, oh, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's just stop motion. And even down to like. There's homage paid in the lighting techniques that they use, that it's not like CGI lit. I mean, it is CGI lit, but it's not 
it's like using more harsh lighting settings as mm-hmm. as these you know brick films and, would have used and where like um there's a the the scene where uh vitruvius, vitruvius is back as a ghost with like a lego ghost cape yeah like on, a little cape on and in the dark. it's just like it's like someone holding him with a string yeah like fishing wire and it's it's, it's like it's like a you know like a old like movie that someone made in their house and yeah. it stops being stop motion for uh-huh. that scene and it just it starts being the there are a couple instances where it does that oh, like it's eh. so strong yeah so strong but yeah i would love to see i'm sure if i looked on the internet right now i could find you probably that's a, one of the brick films a lego version <laughs> of the lego movie yeah and i think that'd be really fun that yeah yeah that'd be a fun exercise do you think oh. it would improve upon the original no okay and I don't think it would replace it. I just mm-hmm. think it'd be interesting to see. A companion. Yeah, as a companion piece. As uh, if you were to see it in a museum, maybe. Mm, mm. I love museum uh. movies. <laughs> well, that, uh, that wraps, that wraps her up. it up. Wow, this was fun. Yeah, It's more fun to talk about good movies. It, I disagree. I know, once in a while, but like... Kate, After a while, gonna, there's so much you can say, and then you don't want to talk about it anymore. We are going to have an Emoji Movie food fight episode uh, at some point in the near future, and you're going to love them. Talk about brands. Maybe add some Sausage Party in there. Yeah, is that a, that's a different movie than Food Fight. Yeah. Ugh. I know. Are, are sausages the main characters aren't you, of both? Aren't you lucky? Is this another Mushroom Cut guy No, actually, the, the Emoji Movie is all emojis, and well, Food Fight is all food but branded, brand mascots. Yeah. So, like, Hawaiian Punch is in there, and some, like, sexy raisin cat. It's really unclear. I'm excited. And Sausage Party is just unbranded foods, you know, I, but they're inappropriate. I have no idea. Okay. Uh, Yeah. And Ralph Breaks the Internet is like websites. Yeah, it's just websites. So And Disney princesses. I think Dropbox is in there. Kids are into Dropbox. Kids are into Dropbox. That's yep. like a company that is actively telling you, we're going to delete your accounts because you haven't used us for a while. We're not going to convince you to stay. You, Just you, get everything you have out of us. Do you before think that's we... the reason kids aren't into Dropbox? Well, no, but it's like a company <laughs> that's actively shutting itself down, right? Like, like yeah. Well, yeah. Also... Yes. Dropbox isn't as good as um, other things. So, uh, so hey, uh, anyway. we're the we're the cellmates. We're, Speaking of the internet, <laughs> yes, you can contact us on Twitter at cellmates podcast, uh, Facebook at cellmates podcast, mail, email, not snail mail at cellmates podcast at gmail dot com. That's correct. We and then our website, straight up website, cellmatespodcast.com. and we're. We're available on most places, so please leave us a review. I don't know if we're available on Stitcher, but I'm gonna find out. Yeah, for sure, Apple and the uh, Apple. Yeah, you can music find us uh, Apple Podcasts or whatever it's called now. Google Play, yeah, a bunch of things. It'll all change in the next three years. It'll Absolutely. all be called something different. But for we're glad you're listening now. And you know what? For Soulmates Podcast, I've been Dick Warren. I've been Kate Phillips. And bye. Have a Lego day. Keep moving forward. Uh, hey Kate, did, did we say anything funny at the beginning that we can use for the after the theme song?